Good evening, my brothers and sisters. Tonight, I want to share with all of you about prayer. The prayer of pure suffering. I want to begin with a few words from the path in page 278. That's number 98, the message 98. Only a few phrases. Here the Lord speaks to Lourdes. Prayer of pure suffering is the fragrance most sweet that reaches and delights the heart of our Father. I want to repeat this. The prayer of pure suffering is the fragrance most pure that reaches and delights the heart of our Father. I was meditating on this small phrase, and it says, the prayer of pure suffering. I want to share, I want to share two witnesses. This is the first. I gave this testimony before to the missionaries of the cross. So I want to share also with the mothers of the cross that have not heard it. A few years, two years ago, or two or three years ago, I was, I was, I was ill after the death of my mother. I was, became very ill. I was in the hospital. So I was there, hospitalized in a serious uh, illness. And I began to have some studies done but in the midst of these studies, I was suffering great, greatly, very strong through my body, this pain. So I started only meditating because I, I could not even pray. I could not pray. So all I could pray was for the conversion of souls and the whole world. The conversion of souls. And every pain, I, I submerge myself in pleading for the conversion of souls. Every suffering, I submerge myself in the salvation of souls. The salvation, the salvation of souls. So through these sufferings, I meditated and I united myself to the passion of Jesus. I had several days in the hospital in bed. And finally, when I was released, but my sufferings continued, and when I arrived home, they continued for two more days. So I continued the same pleading of prayer, the conversion of souls, the salvation of souls. In, after those two days, a nurse came that came to take care of me. I strongly felt in my heart the Lord telling me, talk to her about me, speak to her. And I felt so weak. 
so weak that I said, Lord, truly I can't. I'm too weak. I don't know what I would say. I'm so weak. What do you want me to say, Lord? What can I say to her? And the Lord put in my heart, speak about my love and my mercy. Well, so I started speaking about love and mercy. When I started speaking about love and mercy, I see a change in her. So great. Like a hunger, a thirst. And I realized that she starts calling one of the parishes, one of the nearby churches. So the next day, I saw her with a different face. She was happier, very happy. Her semblance had changed. And she told me, I am happy, I'm joyful. It's been 19 years that I had not gone to confession. And I went to confession and I came back to the church. And at that time, my heart hears the words of the Lord. This is the path of the community. Believe. Believe. That your suffering, united to mine, are saving souls. Believe it. Believe. Very well. Now, a second testimony. In, in, in these days, they open 24 hours of perpetual adoration in our parish. And our brother Adrian and Yvette are, are in charge of, of this in the, in the parish. So it happens that this Saturday, that adoration, perpetual adoration begins in the parish. There was not a soul adoring the Lord. Not one. The Lord was alone. And this caused a great suffering in my heart. And I said, Lord, are you going to be alone? Alone? So I put my gaze upon our Blessed Mother, and I said, my mother, are you going to allow that my son, that your son remains alone? Oh no, Our Lady, you can't allow this. Touch the cold hearts and bring them to the fire of your love. To my surprise, in 20 minutes, Yvette comes very happy and tells me, all the hours are full. All the hours during the night are full. Why am I saying this? Why these two testimonies? Is there any difference from the first to the second? No. In both, I see 
the pure suffering and uh, fragrance. In the first, the Lord was giving me in the, my suffering in the, I was giving myself in abandonment for love of God and for the souls. And in the second one, I see that my beloved Lord is alone and he breaks my heart. And I desire with this suffering, united to him, so they will go to adore him. What happens in both testimonies? They are centered in love. Love. My preoccupation that my beloved would not be alone. That was my suffering. To see the pain of a victim of love. It's the pain through the corporal suffering of a victim to the true victim, our beloved Lord, Christ, there, together with him. In the midst of that suffering, I was touching and, and reaching the heart of the Father. Why? Because I was united to the same suffering of Christ. And therefore, my beloved father saw in mind the suffering of his own son. So this is a great fragrance that is very pleasing to the father. But there's something very important here. So I ask you, and this is the trust, the trust in, in that, that that prayer would be heard that the, the trust that this victim prayer would be received by God. Now my question is, in our daily living, do we have trust? Do we trust truly that God in the midst of our suffering, united with that of our beloved Lord, is bearing fruit for humanity? is giving and pouring graces. Many times we make the mistake of saying, yes, well, Lord, I offer you the suffering I offer to you, but, but when we arrive to the moment of suffering, we complain. We complain to God and we tell him, why? Why this? I don't understand. Why? Why? So there is no pure love there. There, there is no pure suffering there. Pure suffering gives itself completely like, like Jesus gave himself at the cross. He gave himself for love. He was obedient to the Father. He was obedient to God the Father. Completely, he gave himself for love of the Father and for love of us in perfect love. If we contemplate the passion of Christ, 
And we see all his virtues transformed completely in this pure and perfect love. And this is where God wants to take us, to us. He wants to teach this, to, to learn us to live fully in this love. Pure, this pure suffering. So I continue reading. For this reason, the, the suffering of, of loneliness of my mother produced and continues to produce a, a, a reign of graces over the world. And the Lord here tells us, I want that the mothers and the missionaries of the cross perfect themselves in the prayer of suffering. How many sufferings do we have in our daily life? Little ones and big ones. How many illnesses? How much pain? How many humiliations? How much suffering? But the question, how do we suffer them? In, in total abandonment to God? United? Suffering with Him? For the salvation of the priest? For, for our priests? For the sinners? For our community? We must believe that the power of our hidden suffering bears fruit. If we don't believe, we don't trust, we're, we're in trouble. Because we need total abandonment. Sometimes the prayer of St. Faustina, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. The moment of consolation, it's easy to say these words. We say those words very easily in consolation. But in the times of trial, in suffering, we forget these words. And it's there truly where we have to put all our confidence, all our abandonment, completely to God. Lord, I don't understand the suffering, this pain, but thank you. Thank you, my God. I bless you. I, I adore you, my Lord. I don't understand. I have been 18 years in this chair, in this chair as a quadriplegic. I now will be 18 years. And it has been the 18 years most blessed of my life. The 18 years more joyful of my life. And it's not easy. To be 18 years without moving le legs or hands or fingers, only, only a little bit the leg, the, uh, the arms. I feel my whole body from the neck to the tip of my toes totally asleep, completely asleep, like numb. But I know 
that these sufferings are pleasing to God because I leave them abandoned to God and it has been a blessing to my soul because it has purified my soul and my my heart. So every suffering that happens in our lives is a great blessing. One time, a, a, a friend, a, a brother, was telling me about his suffering. And every time he came, he spoke to me about his suffering, his pain. And, and I heard him and I smiled. So I, he asked me, why when I speak about my sufferings, you, you smile? My answer was simply to the, to the cross, we have to give it a smile. When we enter and we go deep in those words, yes, we must smile because it's bringing us to God, it's, it's bringing us into his heart. And it's to him that we want to console, whom we want to abandon ourselves. And we need to die to ourselves completely. These are the greatest graces. Those sufferings are the greatest graces where getting close to the, to the gate of heaven, to salvation, to be with the beloved, to contemplate him, consoling him. But we need to purify ourselves. We have to go through these thorns so that, so that we can dwell with him. We need to be purified completely. This old man that is in us, is through the cross, through the cross. That's why it is so important to ask God love for suffering. Love the cross. St. John, St. John Vianney, the core of ours, he asked for this grace. He asked for the grace to fall in love, to love suffering, because he knew that loving suffering, he would love more God and be closer to God. For the world, this is madness. But for us, it is not madness. That's why we're victim souls, because we're light of love, transformed in love. He gave his life. Yes. It's a madness of love. So I want to be crazy for him. I'm still lacking much. I'm lacking much love. So why have I spoken this night about the prayer of pure suffering? Because a day is coming close. Is the encounter that we have in Spain... And I know that in this moment, each of us have our sufferings. 
different crosses and different sufferings, some greater than others, in the presence of God, but they are the same. So let us unite ourselves in this time to offer these sufferings together as victims that we are for this special encounter for the transformation of these uh, priests and consecrated. Let us unite ourselves with Mary, with Daniel, with Father, with Lourdes, with Maria, in these sufferings. And let us suffer together as a community, lifting up this love to God for the grace and the transformation of the priests. But believe. Believe that in the midst of that suffering, there's going to be a outpouring of abundant graces over this priest that will be there. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me. May God bless you and may Immaculate Heart always be our refuge. Amen.